0: It's October the 26th, 2013. This is 508, a show about Worcester. I'm the one you love to hate, Michael Benedetti. And this is the fan favorite, Brendan Melican. How are you? Hi, Brendan. <laughs> what's happening? Uh, what's happening is local election 2013. This is we've we've interviewed a bunch of the challengers for city council, Worcester City Council. In you the have upcoming interviewed election, a bunch of I have interviewed a bunch of them, and you have interviewed a couple. One or two. One we or need two. Fine job.
1: There's really good coverage this year.
0: And um, yeah, and so we're going to talk today about the election overall. We usually don't talk about horse race stuff on this show. Horse race stuff meaning you know like who said what mean thing to who, or Gary Rosen has a particularly great comb he's handing out this year, or that kind of stuff. This show we might talk a little bit about this. We're going to have endorsements. Perfect. We're going to endorse candidates. There's a lot of journalists out there who are, going to, who are going to pretend like they have no opinion. They have an opinion. They probably have a stronger opinion than we do. Right, but we're just going to be honest and share our opinion with you. We're going to talk about some corrections from some of the interviews that we did. Maybe predictions. Maybe explain city government. Do you, under, do you understand Worcester city government?
1: No idea what's going on around here.
0: Here's what I'm going to say. You have the city council, who are like the board of directors of the city, right? Like, the mm-hmm. city manager is, like, the executive, the president of the city. He makes it happen. The city council is the board of directors. They hire him. They fire him. They they come up with policies. They come up with laws. They, I think, especially, though, they do, like, constituent services. Like, they're kind of like the city manager's elected advisory committee. If you got a problem with a street a sidewalk, some issue in the city, and you don't know who to turn to, your city council is who you, who you turn to in practical practice. Sure. Um, then there's right. the school committee. Then there's the school committee. They control how much, like two thirds of the city budget. It, the school budget is enormous, so yeah, it's up there. They control like most of the city budget, school, the school's budget. Um, they are also people who can intercede with you on school issues if you need someone to intercede with you on school issues. They have somewhat of a different connection, different relationship with the, with their executive, who is the school superintendent, superintendent in that they have a more adversarial. They're more they they have a more they have more of a situation where they're actually telling that person what to do. People frequently criticize the city the Worcester City Council for not telling the city manager what to do and for letting the city manager provide leadership. I think that our superintendent tries to provide leadership. I think our school committee also tries to provide leadership. There's a certain amount of butting of heads. The school committee is probably, if you have any kids or you care about who has more money, you probably it's probably more important. And there's some overlap, too, where the mayor uh, serves as de facto uh, chair of the school committee. That's right. So this is an explanation of what we're talking about for Worcester City Government. School committee, I don't know. I, f- I find the school is completely boring and uninteresting to talk about. But city council, on the other hand, that, I love it. Is it boring or is it that there's too much to talk about? Uh, you know, there's too much to talk about. I don't have any kids in school, so I don't care. <laughs> I never went to public schools in Worcester. Yeah. So it's, it's completely, I understand it in a theoretical way that it's important. hmm but I have no practical connection to it, so it's hard for me to engage my interest, you know? Sure. Whereas the city council is always trying to, like, ban sunglasses Stuff or like, something. They're, off, yeah. <laughs> they're always trying to do something like that. So the city council has lots of weird day-to-day <laughs> interactions with yeah. the life of people in the city. They're the ones that can actually make life miserable for you. I don't think they can make life miserable. They can, like, ban sunglasses they or something ban- like that. Yeah. Um, anyways, so what do we need to talk about? I guess we need to talk about... Um, Yeah, so we have like a bunch of people who are running at large, that is we have, oh my goodness, I'm going to script the number, six six people who are like the entire city gets to vote on. Uh, all, All the people who are running for that also get to run if they want to for mayor. The mayor is a separate item on the ballot. So for example, Gary Rosen in the past used to get like the most votes of anyone running at large. But he wouldn't get elected the mayor, because when it came down to decide who was going to be the mayor, he didn't get the most votes on, on that part of the ballot. Right. Um, and then we have these districts. We have these five districts in the city. Not everybody is not every district councilor has somebody running against them. Mm-hmm. A few of them do. So that's who we're going to talk about. I, I think as a guide, we're actually going to use this Worcester Magazine election issue. I think this is the best overall <laughs> candidate guide that I've seen this year which um, is possibly an indictment of the fact that there haven't been a lot of like really rousing debates and other coverage of this election because this is good but this is not like I don't know this is not good enough that we should think it should be the best guide to politics in Worcester this election cycle but it probably is plus these photos are incredible if you can look at them online they're high resolution some of these people look super interesting in their photos Um, so anyway so we're gonna we're gonna some of them look like they may have recently passed Yes. (laughs) Some of the people do not look healthy in these photos, unfortunately. Um, So, I don't know if we want to talk about, like... You you said you wanted to talk about the incumbents as well as the challengers. Like I think we probably need to endorse who we're gonna people should vote for. Well, but yeah, and we I, I mean, also I don't, want to talk about the incumbents.
1: I don't know what the right way to uh, go through the incumbents is at this point. I mean, they've all been around for a while, for the most part, all at right. least in terms of personality. I, the one thing that was in my mind, and I'll let you decide whether or not this is the right way to go. But as we're taping this, Fish is in town this weekend. Yeah. I was thinking it'd be a nice way to go through the roster of incumbents, uh, at least on the city council side. Yes. And discuss what it would be like to do acid with them. That sounds
0: that sounds legitimate. You're kind of more the expert on this. than I don't me. know about that. This <laughs> is what? Yeah. Oh, I definitely know. That's true. Um, maybe you could. Maybe you can Maybe you could take this one away. How about here? We have running for mayor, Constantina Lukes. I think doing. Uh, I think Con- Connie on LSD would
1: be a lot like giving amphetamines to a chihuahua, uh-huh. uh, and she'd just be running around manically, telling everybody that she could contact uh, how amazing the most mundane things in life were. Like, she'd just be like, this grass is so green, this water is so wet. It would just be overwhelmed with just all of the, the mundane things that she never bothered to notice in life before.
0: I love that idea. Did, did you see this most recent series, uh, uh, series of Mad Men? No. Roger Sterling drops acid. Oh, really? Similar, similar, less manic. Okay. But it's very profound to him. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Petty, mayor of Worcester,
1: I think Joe would be a lot like um, the, it would probably end up being a lot like the uh, streaking scene in the movie Old School. He would just get naked and start running. You
0: think Joe would go, this this would let Joe cut loose.
1: This would be probably the first time he cut loose. Because he doesn't cut loose. No.
0: He used to market himself as the quiet man. Yeah. The quiet man would not be quiet no more. He would be the Will Ferrell of Worcester. Um, These guys are some challengers. Uh, Mike Germain. I think Mike Germain would actually just end up, you would probably find him wearing
1: a smoking jacket with his legs crossed, smoking a pipe, being very, very calm and, uh, and
0: you know, to himself. He would relax. Yeah. He would class up a little bit. It would be like a moment of clarity. Counselor Rushton. Counselor Rushton, I think, would be dangerous. I, I would actually say, <laughs> I think both he and Tony
1: I would put them in the same sort of category, where I think you would just want to stay on the
0: way. And it's, you know, you're not making any major revelations and whatnot. you would just, just back off, let them do their thing. and. Rick is gonna be so mad at this allegation. He <laughs> <laughs> might actually show up in the show high just to prove us wrong, but... <laughs> <That's what> Kathleen <laughs> Kate Toomey. Yeah, I have not actually thought about that no one. I gotta know. I, got I don't nothing. think she do you know what I don't think she would do it. Yeah She would you know what she would like switch the paper to something else and then she would act some way and then later she would be like Brendan I gotta be honest I didn't wanna do acid. <laughs> I knew everybody else was doing it, but I didn't wanna do acid was a gear You know, I, and I can respect that, <laughs> Tony Economu, District One. You're saying would just we... like Rick, yeah, just stay out of the way. It's uh, it's gonna be chaos. I don't think I've ever met him. No. I have no He's I know a nice guy, Tony's a nice guy. He's, he's, I have no understanding of him. Uh, how about Councillor <laughs> uh, <laughs> Palpatine? Don't One hundred percent He would be the guy who leads the rest of the council to safety. Uh, he's totally cool. Make sure everyone just keeps breathing. Uh, and stays
1: focused and doesn't let uh their their brain get the best of them. He would actually be the, the, the ringleader of the, the whole event. He's the man you need
0: in your corner. He is the guy that's going to keep every. He's the, the safe guy that's going to keep everybody calm. Whenever some kind of weaponized
1: drugs have been let into the room, <laughs> when someone comes up with aerosol LSD, <laughs> he's the guy you want to be around. He's going over here to win. <laughs>
0: Sur- Sarai Rivera, you missed, uh, George down there. Uh, oh, George. I'm sorry. Uh, George Russell.
1: George is going to just ask so many questions before he actually takes the acid that he just ends up being a giant buzzkill for everybody. Everybody goes home just forget it. We'll find the time to do this without George.
0: You know um, what though? He's relentless. He's, he's relentless. I love that guy. Uh, Sarai Rivera.
1: Simply to Phil. I think she's the person that you, one of those people that you want to stand by. She's, uh, she'll soften up a lot. All the edge will come off of the personality, and she'll be like the host mother for the entire council
0: uh, as they're navigating their way through this new part of their Her new and chapter. Her and Paul Mary. Life. Her and Paul Mary. Co-chairs. It's too bad we don't have co-mayors. <laughs> Maybe we should have co-mayors. Uh, Bill, Bill Eddy, District 5. Absolutely, absolutely manic uh, at the beginning, and then he's just going to
1: find the nearest bed and hide under. You won't see him for the next day. Eight hours staying
0: under the bed. In Are the these dark. guys all in the same room as each other? I don't know, that could get a little creepy. That would be super terrifying. That would be, yeah, that would be awkward. <laughs> okay. And uh well there's your there's your there's your city council in comments. Brendan Melicans. Oh office. what about Joe O'Brien who's not running for re-election. Do you have a comment on this? No, I don't think that'd be fair, because he's actually not up on he's not on the ballot. He's a, Joe O'Brien doesn't have to go through this. Alright, so who who do you want to endorse? You know who I wanna endorse your city council? Who's it? All the challengers. Yeah? You, how about I actually you? would
1: say t- to take it a step further, and I'm, I'm going to say anyone who's out there that uh, maybe the folks the that have been watching uh, Russell Brand uh, over the last couple days and you know hearing his rants about not
0: voting and whatnot, vote, but just bullet Bill Coleman. Just, just, bullet, just bullet Bill vote Coleman. Bill Coleman. Just vote Coleman. It's it's like what was that thing where like uh, Stephen Colbert was trying to run yeah. for president well, in uh, South Carolina, Senate or something in yeah. South Carolina? And He couldn't the get on the ballot. Was he was running for president. No, he no, no, he was running for president, mm-hmm. and Herman Cain. Whacked out Republican guy Was on the ballot But at that point His whole campaign Had exploded Right And so Colbert had said like And they had made a deal Of like If you like Colbert Even though he's not on the ballot Vote for Kane. It's a symbolic vote For Stephen Colbert mm-hmm. So if you like Russell Brand Mm-hmm Bill Coleman hasn't agreed to this. But this could be a symbolic. This vote could be for Bill
1: your Coleman. your sy- symbolic vote, and uh, just. But you know, I mean, we've had Bill on the show a bunch of times. I he, love Bill. He's a great guy, and you know, well, there's plenty of things that I might not agree with him about. He's he's probably the most reasonable guy to disagree with imaginable. Yes. And what more could you possibly want in a, a leader for the city? You know, I mean, just somebody that you can have conversations with. And there are other folks on the council who I I, I think in the same think of in the same way that I mean they're actually great people to disagree with. Um, but anyway, what's he been at this for, 30 years now?
0: Bill, he's been running since the late 70s. Yeah, so it's t- it's time. It's time. It's it time. is time. You know what I'll say about Bill Coleman, too, is if somebody says to me, I don't want a city council full of Bill Colemans, I will say, neither do I. But do I want a Bill Coleman on the city? First of all, are there, not, are there whatever, nine, 11 Bill Colemans in the city of Worcester? No. Right. So it's not a problem. Second of all, I want, I want one on there. Like, I honestly want one Kate or one uh, uh, Connie Lukes on there. Yeah. A lot of people disagree with me. I want one Connie Lukes on the city council. I want one Bill Coleman on the city council. Plus my endorsement for Bill Coleman. Bill Feigbe, who's running for, as Bill Coleman is running for mayor and for council at large. I don't know this guy. One thing I really like is that in his answers to Worcester Magazine, he says that the mayor is the one running the city. I think we should endorse him for just
1: question number one in this article. He's the only oh. person that actually answered the question oh. the way it was asked. Yes or no question. Do, this, you, get, do you renew the manager's contract? His answer: Yes, with yes. a period next to it. Yes, period. That was the only. That's the focus. only correct answer. Everybody else is commas, and then you know they go into a, a rant about what they're supposed to do with the focus,
0: manager. attention to detail. He's paying attention. That's the guy you want in your corner. Okay. This guy. This guy. That's our second endorsement. Wrong on the other. You know, and you can vote for either one for mayor. Probably Bill Coleman, you can vote for either one. Mo Bergman, who we had on this show, is running at large. I want to vote for Mo because I think he knows what's going on with a lot of things in the city of Worcester. I think that that's valuable. Yeah. I think he's been on the zoning board, he's been on different boards, he knows how to run a meeting. Honestly, I think that the fundamentals like that are valuable. You know, he talked on here a little bit about changing some zoning ideas, and he probably doesn't want to liberalize zoning laws as much as I would like to, but I think there's a lot of low-hanging fruit vis-a-vis zoning in Worcester. Sure. I would
1: yeah, no, I, I don't have any any issue with that. and I th- I've always found him to be a pretty pragmatic guy, uh, and, you know, it's it's fun to think of all of the complete lunatics that we would like to bring onto the council. And you can do that, but only if you've got a core of very pragmatic folks that can actually reel in the nonsense and the lunatics back to you know, the that's right. real middle of the Well, Bergman is not going to be a lunatic. He's not a lunatic. He's going to rein it in. Well, if he gets elected and we have to go through the acid experiment, he could end up being a lunatic. But for no. the time being, you know, he's just a very pragmatic guy and I don't think there's anything wrong with that in terms of local politics.
0: Yes. Mesfin Bashir. Mesfin Bashir was on this show. I really liked having talking to this guy. He was super energetic, super enthusiastic, has this really diverse background of growing up in Ethiopia, moving to the United States. You know, Ethiopian Orthodox living amongst Catholics, living with Muslims, like having this super diverse background. Mm -hmm. And he's the only person that I think we've interviewed as a politician
1: who has offered that if we ever find our way back to his home country, he will somehow manage some sort of security. That he was very vague on. Uh, It seemed to be indicating that warlords would be looking out for us, and I like that because if I travel places that I'm unfamiliar with, I like having a fixer. he seems to be the only person that's articulated his ability to to, to be that guy. But it's important, now, so you're laughing, but this is important. When you,
0: It's a safe country, Ethiopia.
1: When you bring somebody to Worcester, you, you in your head, you have all the things that you want to introduce them to, that right. you want to show them. Give me, for me, the example of the people on the Council who play that role for newcomers to Worcester, or, or visitors to Worcester. I think that's one of the, the critiques that we often have of the Council, is they're not the best marketing people for the city of Worcester, Right. Uh, for a variety of reasons, whether it be they're very insulated into their own little universe or whatnot. They're busy. If this guy can tell me that he can make it safe for me to travel to uh, Ethiopia, I'm gonna guess that he's also the guy that's gonna do a good job of introducing new people to the city of Worcester. He's
0: gonna make it safe for people to come to Worcester. He's gonna, make- he's gonna say, I wanna take you to West hatnick I'll arrange security. <laughs> I'll arrange security for you. You'll be fine. Um, <laughs> Mike Gaffney. Here's what I want to say about Mike Gaffney is that he's coming out of this tea party background. He kind of denied it on the show. We're going to bring it up later. Just as I think that we kind of, it's good that we have Donna Calorio, a tea partier, on the city council to present that attitude. Yeah. And like, it's good to have Mike Gaffney on the city council. Mm-hmm. But you know what? One, you're going to get to vote for six people for for city council, for at large. You're going to have six. You don't have to vote all those blanks. You're going to have six blanks. Does really not one sixth of you kind of sympathize with the Tea Party? Really? That sixth of you should vote for Mike Gaffney. <laughs> I think that's a, a fair assessment. You know, Mike actually
1: and his wife actually stopped at my house, uh, knocking doors last mm-hmm. weekend. We had a great conversation on the on the front uh, on, on my front stairs, and it was he's the, actually the only candidate that's come to my house knocking on the door. Um, but the the conversation was great and he's clearly a very smart guy. He believes what he believes and we can critique somebody on their beliefs and we can disagree with them but again only someone who is intelligent and able to work through those beliefs is somebody that you can have a friendly disagreement about and I think that is one of the, ch- the challenges that we have in Worcester, either people who are so locked into their ideals uh, that they're not able to break or in some ways that they're not actually capable of, of realizing and thinking through that there are other ways of looking at life. And, the conclusion that you may have come to 20-30 years ago in life may not be the best fit for uh, contemporary Worcester residents. So uh, yeah, I mean, it's. It, I think he's another person that there's probably room for, uh, simply because there are people that think like him, uh, that agree with him, that need some degree of representation in the city.
0: Peter Cush. Running for city council. Did you say that his name is some sort of synonym for marijuana?
1: I did. You know, it was funny. It was about a a month and a half ago, uh, there was over over the weekend that his signs went out. They all vanished (laughs) overnight, and everyone was scrambling to figure out who's stealing all the signs. It seemed pretty clear to me, and I I think this has been confirmed through some of the colleges and campus uh, safety officers in in the city, that, uh, yes, Cush, so O.G. Cush is one of the, like, original granddaddy, like, super potent strains of marijuana. Mm -hmm. Um, It's spelled the same way his last name is. I personally think that he would be a shoe-in on the council, probably the highest vote-getter, if one, he came out uh, and, and vocalized full support for uh, citing medical marijuana dispensaries in Worcester, which are now legal in the Commonwealth, uh, and take it a step further and af- offer to autograph his signs for college students. He oh. probably would have been the guy that figured out how to, how, to, how to dominate the youth vote simply by cashing in on his
0: last name. You know what you have is on the star- sign, on your campaign sign, you have like five stars, with the last one... It's actually a marijuana leak. If you look closely. Yeah, I mean, there's so many angles that he could have taken
1: with that uh, in a contemporary fashion. Again, you know, just last week, Gallup had a poll came out. It's near 60 percent of Americans across the board. That's including people in Louisiana and Mississippi, totally in favor of full legalization of marijuana. It's a missed opportunity in marketing this campaign. Well,
0: hopefully, hopefully he'll get on there with all these <clears> other guys. So, voting for district council, running for the uh, city council district one as a challenger, Chris Rich. He was on this show. Yeah, I missed that one. How was he? He, is, he was a good guest. He has an IT background. Okay. I think that this is kind of cool. I feel like IT is super important. Yep. I feel like, you know, whenever, sometimes, I, you know, like I personally, for example, have gone to the city council and complained to them about website stuff. Yeah. Ar- video archive stuff, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, and people in the city council are not dumb. They know right. how to use computers. They know what's going on. But I think somebody who has little, a little, a greater depth of knowledge and the practical knowledge of how to make these things happen, valuable for the council. Extremely important
1: in terms of marketing to the city, as we mentioned, as I was saying before, is something that's lacking on the council overall, you know, something as simple as our website. If you look at it and try and look at it at the city's website uh, through the eyes of a non-native, it should be your first stop to get introduced to the city. If you were somebody from another part of the country, another part of the world, who looks at that website, you're gonna know when our trash pickup is, uh, you're gonna know where to get a dog license, but you're not actually gonna really know much about the activities in uh, the uh, points of interest that are available to you in the city. It's not a marketing. I think somebody with an IT background could actually help flesh that out for folks in the city and help them understand what
0: powerful tools, technology can be in marketing uh, a, a city like Worcester. District. District ci- District Two, City Council District Two, Councilor Palpatine, the Challenger, Jonathan Cortez. He was on this show. Again, I missed him, but I actually I, I ran into him after you did the show. Yeah. He was a good guest. Yeah. Um. Here's what I'm gonna say about him. Number one, nice guy. Number two, not a Sith Lord to my knowledge. <laughs> number th- only two. So number three. Number three. Super physically fit. Mm-hmm. Runs. Does like these mud runs, like knows how much he can bench, knows how many push-ups he can do. Healthy, physically healthy. Physically able um, to handle the
1: job. We had a nice conversation after you had done the show. If I'm not mistaken, he works in state government. He's yes. Not, I mean, he's got a background in actually understanding how bureaucracy works. Yes. Uh, having worked in that world myself, I'm going to guess that also means he's probably got some good insight into what is uh, the things that are really broken about bureaucracy and whatnot. Also, something very useful to bring to the table here in the yes. city.
0: I think this is true. Frequently, people say, you know, I have no experience with government, and this is my calling card. This is why you should vote for me. Mm-hmm. And maybe in some cases, it's true that you're not going to bring the uh, problems of government in there. But I feel like it's more frequently it's just sort of being like I don't know like, you know what this basketball team has gotten stale. I don't know anything about basketball or sports, I'm, but I know about management. I'm going to be the one in there to come in to change it up. In right. some cases, true. In some cases, completely misguided. We need you got to have some people on there who understand. Who you are. Yeah, having having a general sense of how government works is not a bad thing. District five, Bill Eddy. For which C five hundred eight episode one seventy. By 176, Matt Fox has a, has, a, has a pretty detailed discussion of the pros and cons of Bill Addy. The challenger is longtime Worcester school committee and city council member who then decided not to run last election cycle and now has decided to jump back in at the district level this cycle, Gary Rosen. You'll, notice, you'll note the first episode of this podcast was titled Mayor Gary Rosen. <laughs> yeah. I love Gary Rosen. Some, somebody this week asked, why do you have such a man crush on Gary Rosen? I love Gary Rosen. I wish he had been on the show. We tried to get him on the show. The scheduling was impossible. I got to say a couple of bad things about Gary Rosen first. I wish, again, I wish I would have been able to say this to his face, but Gary knows I love him. I don't like him as a pundit. I don't like him as a columnist. That's what he's been doing since he retired from the city council. It just reminds me that, like, 80% of the time we disagree about politics or whatever, and that I don't find his writing very compelling. Mm -hmm. I love him as a politician. He is out there, he is talking to people, he is making a human connection, he is an amazing advocate, he is amazingly energetic. Like, sometimes people give him flack, like, why are you standing, why are you campaigning 24 hours a day? Why are you always on the street corner? Why are you always knocking on doors, talking to people? Because the man is a dynamo. He's more energetic with each passing year. He's awesome, he's like, pretty much the one eloquent person on the city council, mm-hmm. which is, why again, why I was surprised that this didn't transfer very well to his punditry. But certainly in the context of a city council meeting, the Gary Rosen speech is always a breath of fresh air. But an important thing to have on the council, somebody who can give a coherent quote to the press, mm-hmm. I love Gary Rosen. I wish I lived in that district so I could vote for him. I think if if for no other reason he should be the 508 candidate,
1: because we have had a long and storied history of having activists, uh, people who uh, promote uh, civil disobedience uh, on this show, and there is nobody uh, in this current race, at large, district, across the city, who has been a bigger proponent of violating our city's uh, anti-panhandling ordinance by standing on uh, street corners with his signs than Gary Rosen. Uh, I mean, he, he's actually, he, he is actually the physical living embodiment of everything that comes through this show, just by virtue of being willing to stick it to the man and say, I'm going to stand here with my comb and my, my 1,400 signs by myself,
0: Nothing you can do to stop me. You know, Brennan. As funny as it is, I have to point something out. That would only be panhandling if you were asking for something of value. <laughs> He's, <laughs> He's for asking for votes for asking District Five Worcester City Council. No value. There. I don't think that's an object <laughs> of value. Um, so there you go. I mean, there you go. Now, I mean, I hope you're taking notes. Bring, bring, bring this. Bring a, bring a. Download this to your phone and bring it into the ballot area. Watch the show in the. While well, you're voting, just take a half an hour. And Nobody will mind. And and now you know who to vote for. Uh, school committee is, I don't know, School Committee is just sort of a crazy group of people. I don't even know who's on the School Committee. I just care so little about School Committee. Obviously, our great friend and sometime co-producer of this show, Tracy Novick, is running again for re-election of the School Committee. She is a very, has been a very opinionated School Committee member and has done a tremendous amount to get the information out there, live blogging notes from meetings, posting every possible thing on her blog and on Facebook to get information about how the school policy is going on the internet. Again, I feel like even if you hate Tracy Novick's politics for some reason, don't you want one Tracy Novick on the school committee? I would, uh, you know, I I might not
1: be as apathetic to the school committee as you are, but I would say that there are two people actually who really need to be on that school committee. and It's Brian O'Connell and Tracy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think in a a very weird way, the two of them bookend just an incredible uh, wealth of knowledge about the way uh, the state formulas uh, and the state uh, statute regarding Funding for local schools and operation of local schools uh, actually works. Uh, the two of them, are, you know, they really do fit, fit, fill the role of being the go to people when there's might not be fully understood on a local level. They're the two people that will be able to help you walk through uh, that question and come to a reasonable answer without having to try and find your way through uh, the the State Department of Elementary and Secondary Education and spend the rest of your life researching an answer. They'll have it for you. It's important stuff to have because it's a very complicated system. As you said, it's a a huge aspect of our city budget. A lot of that funding comes from the state. It's not always entirely clear how or why
0: that takes place. The two of them get it. I think we got to do a couple corrections here. We interviewed a lot of people, and our interviews on this show have not been very adversarial with candidates. So sometimes people have said things which were not true, and we just want to offer up some corrections here on the show. I'm just going to go through three of them. I'm sure there's a million of them. If you want to email me these things, actual corrections, we can post them on Facebook or something for more corrections. first one is the great Mesfin Bashir, who was on the show and in passing complained that the REC does not do educational work. The Regional Environmental Council does a ton of educational work there it is um, the second thing would be Michael Gaffney Michael Gaffney on the show we asked him about his you know his, his connections with Activate Worcester his connections with Tea Party stuff and he just sort of was like I don't really know anything about that I, I'm always interested in politics I don't know anything about that we said what about this upcoming event where it's like an event kind of like a fundraiser for you and Donna Clorio being run by Activate Worcester the local Tea Party group he said I don't know he said uh, I don't know anything about that you know I, people invite me to lots of things I don't know that I'm, if I'm going to go to that or not I don't really know what it is Brendan then after the show did a little research and found it on online and posted it to Twitter and was like, here's the event, man. And uh, Gaffney responded on Twitter, thanks was not on my radar. Brendan then came back saying, not only is this on your radar, dude, but you've RSVP'd to say that you're coming to this event on Facebook. I mean, a Facebook RSVP is like legally binding, dude. You are a lawyer. (laughs) You should know this. Anyway, and and so uh, on on Twitter, Gaffney's response to uh, this... His, uh, his RCP into an event that he told us he didn't know anything about because it was a tea party event he said you are doing your due diligence Google my articles and decide who I am and report it I did say I went on the TV show meaning the Activate Worcester TV show so there's Michael Gaffney the third one the most important correction correction slash controversy Soraya <laughs> Rivera incumbent city councilor not opposed in District 4 was on the show we arm wrestled I defeated her it was a long match. It was very close. It's been alleged that she threw the match. I'm not taking a stake in this. It's been al- is it actually alleged by both Calista and two the two co-hosts of that episode. Both of them after the show, I was like, that was a tough that was a tough match, and they were just like, you know, she threw that match, right? It was so obvious. I don't know. Well, you watch the video, you decide. It felt it felt like it was at least close. Mm-hmm. It felt like it was close to me, but anyway, um, Brendan. Mike, Any other? you know,
1: I, I wanted to double back for a second on the oh, Gaffney sure, thing, and sure. I, I actually really enjoyed that exchange, and I think it goes back to the point that I was trying to make earlier that, um, look, I mean, I've got lots of friends that are, are Tea Party members. I'm baffled by their politics and whatnot, but I mean, people are people, right? We can't just cut people loose because yes. we, we disagree with aspects of, of their Worldview, I would point out we've
0: endorsed Michael Gaffney just now on this show. Yeah,
1: no, but he did a, he, I think he did a great job, actually, and it's a valid uh, response that he made. Whether or not he was dodging a question or whatnot, I mean, that's fine. People can figure that out on, on their own. Um... If there's any criticism there, though, I think it's important that people actually do embrace their actual beliefs, right? I mean, we're, we're, we're trying to elect you to be as a role uh, in city government. Uh, who you are uh, is an important bit of information, and who you are and what you believe in is a very important bit of information for people to have, and you should embrace that. Look, I mean, I've, I've held tons of crazy beliefs in my life, uh, you know, and, and a lot of them have evolved. I've discarded quite a few of them. There's nothing wrong with, you know, giving a couple bucks to a, a group, you know, four years ago, and then somewhere down the line saying, hey, hey, you know what, I realize these folks aren't for me, and moving on. Yeah. But you have to be able to be clear with that. And I, I think if there's any criticism to be levied, it's, it's that. He, he had some valid responses to those questions, but I think there's still, it's not entirely clear like who, who you are as an individual, and that's that's
0: what we're basing our votes on. Well, here's what I'm going to say. Predictions, oh, you, we're not going to have time to talk about ETC and predictions, are we? Let me see how much time for we have. For who? Not, well, not very much. Uh, I want to talk about predictions for the race. I have no predictions for this race. I have no idea who's going to be mayor. I have no idea who's going to be on the city council. I have no expectations for the race. How about that? Not even no predictions. I just have no expectations. I bet a lot of the incumbents will be reelected. Probably. But you know what? We are going to, have to see some turnover. I mean, we've got... Um, There's at least one open seat. We've got one open seat on the city council because Joe Bryan's not running for re-election. So we're going to see some kind of change. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. That's my prediction. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't want to hedge a, hedge a guess on any of
1: the... Uh, the the newcomers at all to be honest with you or or how things go in terms of voter turnout the one prediction I would throw out there I think it's going to be an abysmally low voter turnout. I don't think Russell Brand is going to have anything to do with that. I think it's just going to be the natural byproduct of cynicism and apathy in Worcester. I think we've gotten to the point in the city where there are too many people who don't uh, relate to uh, what is happening in City Hall and really just can't be bothered to show up and vote
0: (sighs) You know, I kind of don't relate to it either I have to say, like, you know I don't know Gabriel has asked me the day, are you going to vote? You famously sometimes don't vote. I am going to vote this time, even though sometimes I don't vote. Anyway, we got to go off the, get off this television here. Thanks for being on the show, Brandon. Thanks for having me. Thanks for watching. We'll talk to you next week.